0: magic.
1: Hey, Sid. Hey, Brayon. How's it going? It's going so good. Welcome to 2020. Yeah. Yeah. New decade. Let's do this. Let's go.
0: It's still uh- weird to me that it's a new decade. Like, I don't feel like... What was the last one? 2010? Yep. And then before that, 2000. 2000 was a big deal, though, because Y2K. It
1: was a huge deal. So yeah. 2020
0: just feels, like, memorable for the fact that we're, like
1: older now i think i'm really tired of people telling me to firstly look at the 2009 slash now 2010 version of myself because i don't want to so that's first i don't want to look at the person i was 10 years ago at least in looks because looks the same but just younger i was so i mean you know i was a very different person looks wise 10 years ago And the other thing is people are like, what have you accomplished in this decade? I'm like, don't ask me that. (laughs) It's not a thing. So many things. It's again, like I can do a year reflection, which I tend to do on a yearly basis. But ask me to look at the last 10 years. Like that was me. I've I've changed a lot. That's all I need to acknowledge. Like there's been a lot of I'm a better person I'm a better person. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we have to come away with. Exactly. Like don't ask me specifics.
0: (laughs) 10 years ago, we were both like. Either in college or just graduating college. So we were like wide eyed and bushy tailed and like very young and
1: probably stupid. Yeah, definitely stupid. Like in certain areas <laughs> of my life, definitely, definitely not smart. Lost. Yeah. Still lost. Yeah. And like doing silly things that I was like, why are you like, I look back on it. And it's, we've talked about this in therapy, actually. And I've been like, I don't know why I did that. And she's like, don't worry, we'll get there. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. Exciting. Not the thing I needed to hear. We can just leave it there. And she's like, oh, no, we can't do that.
0: <laughs> That's not how this works. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I am very much excited for 2020 because the next 10 means that I'll be 10 years older. <laughs> and hopefully 10 years wiser. It's hard to say. I don't like to make uh
0: make goals for that long.
1: I, know. I I think it's
0: like the I I like the thinking about the idea of the person I'll be in 10 years, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like I want to have achieved these 50 things.
1: Exactly. And I think it's the like it's the trap of a question that you get asked in like a job interview that they're like where do you see yourself in 5 years? I'm like please don't ask me that. Like You've just dropped a bomb on my Not life. working here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, um, I'm fully using this as a stepping stone to get to my next job. Like, <laughs> is that what you want to hear? <laughs> but, and then they say now that strategic plans, when people are making strategic plans, I've been talking about this a lot, so that's why this comes to mind. You can't make a strategic plan for 10 years anymore because things change so quickly. That makes that sense. That that would be silly. Like, you have to make a strategic plan for a three to five year period that, to give you a chance to, like, implement. That I'm down with. Right. So I'm like... Like, ask me about my strategic plan that I have in three to five years, because then I can, like, map a thing versus 10 years where I'm just like, ah, that's, ah, that's a big, tall order. So anywho, what's your update, Bron, now that we're back? Uh,
0: I think that it should be a, a national mandate that everyone get just a full two weeks off at, at the end of a year.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because woo, magic! Just the recharge moment that exists in that space, like learning how to have fun again. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> we're we're having a moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> new no, year, new us. <laughs> just like to to
0: have freedom in your time, like to celebrate the end of the year. It just feels nice to like be with family, be with friends relax do the things that you enjoy like I fully embraced every time I've had a holiday like at the end of the year it's always been like I am taking as much time off granted we tend to take a full trip every Mm -hmm. year or every other year to Colorado Um, at this point so it's like a built-in vacation Mm -hmm. but to have that extra time just to like
1: Get your bearings before the new year is so nice. Right. Because then you're not like full sprint into new year. You're like looking at it from a distance, studying it, seeing what you want to do with it. Yeah. Because I feel like so often we're just like running toward what we think is the finish line, which for some people is like the weekend. For some people, Mm -hmm. it's the new year. Some people, it's like, you know, the next month. But I feel like you're right. The two weeks off gives you an opportunity to just like, look at it and like walk up to it versus like sprint through it like a brick wall or something. Yeah. And I like that. I like a slow roll into the new year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Last year I got to spend uh New Year's on a plane coming back from Florida. That's and right. so I had a nice champagne cheers from my airplane seat and it was it was beautiful. I got to see fireworks happening over wherever the heck we were. <laughs> it was great. It was beautiful. I, I, I mean, that was awesome. Alternative plans. That's not a thing this year, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next
0: year. <laughs> what is your update? You have exciting things coming in 2020.
1: I think I talk about this more often now because it's coming so close. But I am about to start my last semester, last full semester of grad school in Woo! just a couple weeks.
0: Whoa. So do you have, how does the break work? Do you start, like, mid-January? hmm Oh,
1: nice. Exactly, yeah. So I, um, I... So you get,
0: like, extra
1: time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, like, so I get you the get, full break. You get, like, college break. Time. Exactly. I get the full break that, like, regular students get. Nice. <laughs> which is super cool um and so yeah i'll i'll start mid month and it is just and so the classes that i'm taking to are also both exciting to me so i am coming off of two leadership classes that i feel like were very beneficial and then for this semester i have um a project management class which <gasps> i'm very excited about can i you can pick my brain, I will read share your textbook all of the things yeah i i don't know, I think do it, I, yeah, yes, absolutely like, I, i'm actually not kidding, it would be really awesome to know it's all yours. we can share, and I'll share with you like what cause so this is a fully online class, too is the other thing, so I will need to be much, share me on
0: all your uh all your files docs,
1: for sure no I'll share <laughs> you just right in that folder, um so that's one class that I'm looking forward to, and then my other class is like my capstone. And so I get to, this is exciting. I get to basically like pull my knowledge from the last two and a half years to create a system for the organization or business of my choosing and create for them something of my choosing that has anything to do with HR development. So it's like super open-ended. S- super. That's like exciting and terrifying. Very, more I'll terrifying, I think. One. I did like do when I had like the surge of inspiration once. I took a lot of notes down on a, a notes in my notes app. And so I'm going to revisit that and see if anything that I wrote down is actually feasible. But I do Ooh. have like a sense for what I'd like to do. It's just going to be seeing like not only how can I do it, but how can I then, like, what am I applying it to? Mm -hmm. Like, am I applying it to full-time, to QS, to, like, made-up organization X? Like, what is my, what is my plan? Cool. So I'm excited to start, like, getting into that conversation and and seeing what I can do. Question. Do
0: you walk into, like, what is, how does that work? Is it, like, a conversation with An advisor like a professor it's not like a class scenario or is it a class scenario it
1: is a class scenario so it's a hybrid which for us means that it meets like every so often okay um so it's a thursday night class i imagine because of who the instructor is and the way he operates it will be like less time in class and more time like if you need something come see me one-on-one which is great but when we talked as i was figuring out how to sign up for the class originally he was like i want you to do exactly what you want to do like figure out and i will like guide and like shave things off and edit as needed but like i think you've got this so if you want to run with it and he knows about qs too so he was like if you want to create a thing for qs like please do that so he's been super supportive of, like, everything that we've been working on and what I've been doing in school. So that's he's awesome. the professor for this class as well as my advisor. That's, so That's awesome. Yeah. So he's been, like, really helpful kind of all over the place. So that's that's the plan. So I'm, I'm almost there. And I already have graduation is on Friday, May 8th. And I am super excited. It's on my calendar. Can I put it on my calendar? You can put it on your calendar. I'm already taking the day off. (laughs) And it is our friend's birthday as well. So I hope she doesn't mind sharing her birthday with uh, my graduation. It's a really (laughs) special day. Hopefully she doesn't mind. But um, I'm really excited. I feel like it's going to, I can't tell if it's going to go by really fast or really slow. Like I, I have no idea yet. This sounds like a
0: fun – I remember the last – this is not actually a comparison, but (laughs) – Close enough. The last semester of college for me with the PR degree that I got was actually similar. There were more classes besides Mm – it wasn't two, but the, like, capstone stuff and the big projects and the whole – it's just, like – fun and exciting because you're like amped to be out in the world
1: and you get to apply and like that's what I've been really enjoying is like through all the case studies that we've done for the last two years the amount that I can build on top of what we've been learning as I'm really excited to put it fully into action and I have everything I've done for the last two and a half years so like I have it all saved so I can go back and call on different classes and different assignments and and different professors and just utilize all of those resources to create something and I have I don't know when this happened but I became a person that cares about the end product, which only happened in grad school. That was never a thing that I had as an undergrad, like never a a thing I focused on. Yeah. So I'm really excited to like dig into it. And I I know I'll do my best work because I genuinely care about the product that will come out of it. So I'm, I'm excited. Oh man, I can't wait. I actually fully endorse a graduate degree if you feel that it will help you grow. I I know that like school is expensive and but I I think any kind of continuing education, I am fully behind, but I don't think I would have gotten nearly as much out of something that wasn't a grad program. Mm-hmm. I like I really needed the structure of it. Um, That's just the way I operate. So if anybody's, like, on the fence or thinking about it or has an opportunity to go, like, it was a benefit that I have through my work. So I was very lucky in that respect. Um, But if you see, like, you know, a place for it in your life or something you can gain from a structured program like this or, like, any structured continuing ed, I say go for it. It has, like, really helped me.
0: And I feel like also just... Having witnessed you go through this process, I think it's provided you – like, you had a really solid sense of what you wanted to go into the program, like, focused on. Yeah. And then from there, shifting to just being able to take the things that you're learning and implement it into so many different facets of life and, like, the perspective that you have –
1: exactly it's It's, a really big deal it's really I'm excited and I've not been like super energized around a thing like besides QS probably in a while so it was the timing was great even starting QS at the same time it was like that was when I had the energy to like really go and in the the lull like scary times (laughs) it was like okay like you're gonna be fine like pick it back up and so I'm I'm excited for the last semester we've got this I'm here for you. I appreciate that. (laughs) We're doing it. Um, So that's my update. So uh, let's get into it. What are we talking about today?
0: We are here kicking off 2020 with this month's Women Inspiring Team QS.
1: First Friday.
0: And we are uh, not to be confused with the first Friday.
1: (laughs) Art focused. Art focused. (laughs) Uh,
0: But we're giving a nod to our queen, the greatest woman of all time. The Meryl Streep.
1: Mm. hmm
0: And we're going to talk through everything
1: we want to learn from her, which is pretty much everything. Everything. I feel like this is where we need to drop in, like, a good uh, community applause moment. <gasps> yeah. Like a... Meow, 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 meow. But it, or, like,
0: applause. The, the Meryl gif of her saying yes and oh, pointing to the
1: stage. yes. Or, like, a... Bow, 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 mm, and she, like, enters too. the room. <laughs> it's happening. So consider all of those the drop in audio ads. <laughs> right. <laughs> we did it. Uh yeah, so I'm really excited about this. I was when you first mentioned Why you Talk About Meryl, I was like, what can we talk about that the people out there don't already know? And lo and behold, we found some stuff. And also, my favorite part, as I've said before, is like what we can take away from like all that she's accomplished because you know she in my mind is like on top of the mountain like she lives on top of the mountain and we're just looking at her from the bottom of the mountain but I feel like even within all of the things that she's done like there are nuggets there that we can say like oh I can apply that to my own life and here's how I get to the top of my mountain that's exactly it that's why we do this let's
0: get into it yes so she let's talk through first where she got her start because I find this to be so interesting uh the the behind the scenes like the beginning days mm-hmm. um and so she was kind of like in high school wasn't super studious didn't really know what she wanted to do ended up like becoming head cheerleader and like uh homecoming queen
1: oh so i can be meryl streep because i at one point Was homecoming queen? Yes, Sid. Awesome. (laughs) Um,
0: So after high school, she found acting to be a true interest and studied at Vassar College and then later attended Yale School of Drama. Oh, so she fancy VIP. Wow. Um, she graduated in 1975. Um, and from there, so her like during those early days, she found her fitting. Uh on um, the th- the stage, the theater stage. Mm. Um which is uh, quite spectacular and uh definitely like molded her ability to like take on characters in those early days because I think theater shapes actors in a very specific way. Like I sometimes I forget like whenever you see someone who has the talent to like like a Kristen Bell who can sing. Yes. You're like gorgeous How? singer. And then you're like, "Oh, duh, like she probably was in plays from the time that she was three all the way through you know sure so meryl was definitely that person like she lived and owned the stage and wow. had like very impressive theater performances under her belt what a tony
1: oh my god so is she so is she no she's gotten has she gotten an at <laughs> me yeah Six she from, might be so an egot, EGOT. She's i think definitely well, she EGOT.
0: was not We'll have to look back. We'll
1: have to look. Because if she's an EGOT winner and I didn't know it, we've got problems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, after a few years on the stage, uh, she transitioned to some film roles. And that's where she like quickly found her footing and landed some very memorable roles like right out of the gate. For sure. Um, some of those include, which uh, we should all watch if we haven't, The Deer Hunter. Holocaust and Kramer versus Kramer. Have you seen those? Um, I have seen Kramer versus Kramer and parts of the Deer Hunter.
1: I've not seen any of those.
0: Yeah, well, movie Marathon.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. Um, yes. It's the winter time. We've gotta find something to do. That's very true. And I gotta like fit them all in before I start school. That's a good thing to strive for. <laughs> yeah. Side note, I think the
0: inspiration that I got from this uh is to have like a Meryl themed movie marathon and just like go through all the movies that I haven't seen of hers because we've Dan and I have done this with like Harrison Ford movies we're like ooh, what Harrison Ford movie are we gonna watch tonight
1: that's a great idea and also there is a great Instagram account that has like Meryl in things have you heard of this (gasps) no but I it's so funny. They have photos of Meryl Streep and like just plays like photoshopped into like mac and cheese or any food of some kind or just anywhere. I'm pretty sure the Instagram is like uh, Meryl and things. We'll have to find it and we'll link it in show notes. Okay. But amazing. It's just it's what's come from her just awesomeness over the years. I, I love think. It. Yes. Yeah.
0: So uh, that was like, at that time she had been in the film business for just. Th- like about three years oh and she was in some of the most su- successful and respected films of the decade wow which is like unreal True talent and some of those films like she some she had a smaller role others you know big ticket mm-hmm. but then she obviously went on to star in countless other award-winning films some of which are sophie's choice bridges of madison county devil wears prada I don't know if it's award-winning, but it is in my heart, but so I it is forever. It
1: should be award-winning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the Iron Lady, and the list actually goes on forever. When I was going through, I was like, it was really interesting to kind of think about her films from, like, a decade standpoint of, like, what was notable during that time frame and seeing ah, her evolution as an actress. That's wild. Because there was, like, a very significant period of her, t- her time where she was, like, kind of shifting in between, like, super intense like dramas and like oh, like crazy award winning films that are like based on books and based on true stories and then like the fun lighthearted
1: stuff that's my favorite i can tell you every time that devil wears prada and it's complicated are on tv i watch them i love the movie it's complicated Her you know and Alec we Baldwin, agree like this <laughs> right moment there, i love that movie like it, it is both joyous and sad, and like it just brings me all the good feels. Her kitchen, though, is oh. like actually my dream kitchen in that and movie. And her her life is my dream life, like. And Steve Martin, so good. And that bakery, like.
0: Whoever hasn't watched the film is literally like, Shut "Are up. they having
1: a <laughs> But seriously, The Devil Wears Prada every time, every time. And I was reading something that something was called cerulean, and I almost had a heart attack. I was like, <gasps> "All I think about is you didn't know it was cerulean, which was originated here, here, and here." Like that movie, she is just excellent in that movie. Oh, my heart. I could just keep talking about both those and only those <laughs> for a very long time. Oh my gosh. And what was the one she was in where she played a therapist with Uma Thurman? Do you remember that one? Those are like some of the ones I can continue to watch forever. She was a therapist and Uma Thurman was dating her son.
0: Yes, I remember this movie. I have oh, no I idea what it was called, what it's
1: called. But like that's another one every time it's on. And I think I had it on DVD. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and watched it all the time. <laughs> So good. So we should well, move on.
0: <laughs> now that you've seen all of her good, lighthearted comedics, <laughs> I you should. gotta hit the deep, intense drums. You
1: know, that like, I don't know if my heart can take that kind of dr- drama, honestly. I don't
0: know. Some of them are like just really good story. You might cry, but they're good.
1: <sighs> You're right. <laughs> it's worth it. I into it.
0: So. Not that we haven't been talking about her career highlights, but I think we should really dig into some... (laughs) Her own personal career highlights for her. (laughs) So she recently, this year, or that last year, uh, broke her own record, earning her 34th nomination for a Golden Globe.
1: Wild. And this weekend, fingers crossed, she wins. There's no way she won't, honestly, truly. like, Well, I guess I haven't seen the movie that she's nominated for either, so maybe she won't. I don't know. I have to look at my list again.
0: She got nominated for
1: Big Little Lies. Oh, didn't she? I thought she got nominated for a movie. Maybe she got nominated for a movie, too. Well. Oh, my gosh. But she was good in Big Little Lies. Like, if if I,
0: we're, we're going to have to fact check this and, and link in the show notes, because I <laughs> actually. I think we would have done
1: that previously. <laughs> <episode. laughs>
0: Why would we do that?
1: But no, she was really good in Big Little Lies. <sighs> I enjoyed her. <laughs> oh, so good.
0: So her career has spanned four decades. That's unreal.
1: Crazy time.
0: Um, she has, obviously, an impressive list of awards under her belt, which includes three Oscars, eight Golden Globes, nine People's Choice Awards, two Emmys, the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Lifetime Achievement at the Golden Globes, and literally hundreds of other nominations.
1: She had to have won SAG Awards, right? Or no? Oh, yeah. I just didn't include that because <laughs> it was getting unreal. It was getting excessive. I, like, yes, she on the acting front kills I mean nobody touches her and I think what I love about it and so I've been you know hearing some not nice things about the Golden Globes all of which I totally agree with around like all the things that are happening there but mostly who picks the people the the Mm. foreign uh, press uh, foreign press Um, Hollywood foreign press thank you yes who does all the nominations for the Golden Globes like they're you know Having some issues, significant issues, which, anyway, that's a story for another day. But you know, there's a point where I'm like, does she really deserve another one? Like, is it like really? Yes. But right then, you watch these movies, and I get very much the same feeling that I get, and this doesn't happen often, except for the people that I really attach myself to, actor-wise, Heath Ledger in The Joker for me is the top of you forget who that person is you forget what their real name is you forget who they are in the world outside of that character you just completely get lost in their portrayal of that character and like she does that every time she does that every single time even in movies like You know it's complicated, and the devil. I mean, it definitely the devil wears product. But even stuff like it's complicated. Just like I believe you. Like you are this person. You fall fully into what she's doing. It's shocking
0: how skilled she is at that. Where like she she just like molds into different people, and it's a true talent. Absolutely. Um, I fact checked myself. (laughs) It is accurate. That it is the best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a uh, series, Big Little Lies.
1: Ah, gotcha. Her, her 2020 Golden Globe nomination. Nom- nomination. I believe I uh, I appreciate that again because I finally watched that second season. <gasps> I mean, not super recently, like within the last couple months, but she was so good at so it. So good. So good. Like very impressive. The whole cast, but especially her. She was a good add to that. I wasn't sure if that would be a good move. For her,
0: great, great addition. Great, she move. was
1: intense in that role. She was. Uh, so, other career highlights that aren't as talked about or aren't talked about nearly as often, but I think are really good to know, is her uh, philanthropic work. So she's actively giving back, and what I appreciate about people, at the level that she is, both status and probably wealth, is that she really hones in on um, a specific. Uh, way that she gives back and specific organizations that she's giving to that live like probably under the same umbrella. So she's focused on supporting women and girls. And it like, it's so clear that she does that. Um, And I mean, even going back to her, Vassar College is an all women's college Mm -hmm. right so it's you know there's a history here that you can see that she actively wants to support and lift up other women um and so she has both supported financially and been a spokesperson for the national women's history museum which is super rad um she's partnered with girl up and narrated the film girl rising that talks about the experience of girls all over the world and their experience with education or lack thereof and how important it is that all of our girls are educated um and she also supports efforts to bring more women into the film industry. She works for, on something called the Writer's Lab for female screenwriters over 40, run by the New York New York women in film and television. Nice. And it's just like the list goes on and on. And she al- also has focused on like hunger, and she's given back to her alma mater, Vassar, which I always love to see. Um, because, you know, the, the point in her career that she is, I think what's really interesting is that people with – that much money they're they're very discerning about the way that they support and who they support specifically so if the organization isn't like spending it wisely or aren't stewarding um, donors the right way or helping them understand like exactly what their gifts are doing for the people that they're supporting they don't have to stick with that organization you know like they have other places they can go so just seeing the longevity in addition to these places, the longevity that she's had with these specific organizations means that not only um, is she doing something really wonderful, but the organizations are doing something great for their community and is doing something right with her specifically. Um, and she's probably a tricky person to steward because, like, how do you steward Meryl Streep? Like, what do you do? Um, and I've, I feel like she's the kind of person that ha- would have some opinions. I would say so. Yeah. In, exactly. a, in a good way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is, like, how how the more involved she gets the the clearer picture probably they get of what she's looking for from her philanthropy and how she's looking to make an impact specifically Mm -hmm. um so reading all of that was really wonderful because i think it's something that's wonderful to do that that a lot of people choose not to do or not to do at the level that she's done it and also it's very much under the radar she's not doing it for her publicity it was it was kind of tough to find actually um and there's yeah. she runs an organization or someone runs an organization that she and her husband don gummer started um so she's very quiet about giving back which i think sometimes is kind of the best way to do it so you can have those moments with the organization and you can just go and do what you want to do versus getting like pounced on and, and, and all that good stuff. so um, so there's that around her philanthropy and then she also has had a super active voice in politics. Um, she collaborated with the 300 women in Hollywood on the Times up initiative. Um, what was that probably three years ago now? Mm-hmm. She spoke on behalf of Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election um, at the DNC, and she had the, like, forever retweeted speech she gave at the Golden Globes in 2017 calling out Donald Trump when she won that Cecil B. DeMille award. <laughs> like, I want to say it French, like, DeMille. But that was <laughs> maybe more, that's how more it, Italian how it than be. French. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, at that award show, I mean, do you remember the day after like that speech? How many places you saw that speech? Both like. The, the full clip, half clips, little nuggets coming out of it. like Weren't we watching it, and I shushed I our friends? I think, you, uh, well, I, I think you cried. I think you shed real tears.
0: Literally anytime anyone gives a speech, but Meryl, of course. <laughs> but I, I think I actively was like, shh, Meryl you speaking.
1: You did. And because we were all like, <laughs> what's happening? Because we were enjoying our cheese, obviously. But yeah, you were very like... This is something we're going to need to hear and know about for tomorrow. And it was, it was one of these things that, and it was the infamous response from him, which was like, she's like a schlubby whatever. And we're like, oh, you did not just say that about my girl Meryl. (laughs) You did not. But it was, she was unafraid. Because why would she be? But she was unafraid and she also, like, didn't say anything, firstly, untrue or nasty. Like, she didn't dip to a level that made you be like, oof, why'd you go that route? Like, what she was saying was so, like, pristine and so direct and so honest and really supported not just uh, women in Hollywood, but all the women that the Time's Up (laughs) movement was meant to support at the end of the day and so I was just really impressed by that and I think again nobody in her position needs to do anything that she's done but she continues to insert herself and kind of raise hell in a way that we all can learn from I love it so much yeah so those are some of her career highlights
0: I feel like with Meryl everything just kind of bleeds into each thing that we're like she's such a force that we're like we're not really beginning what we can learn. We've already covered so many things. Right, right. But I think... Get an
1: Oscar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Start there. (laughs) Um, But I think in talking through a lot of that stuff, for me at least, some things that came, uh, came to light to me that make a really big impact on what we can take away from her is just like the idea of the dedication that she puts into the work that she does her level of commitment and just like from understanding a character to the time that she puts into studying accents and learning languages for roles even actually learning the violin for Mm. one of the roles that she played and um obviously all the research that goes behind that is so impressive and like it sometimes goes unnoticed in a way because that's not like you know part of the rolling credits when you go see a film
1: oh these are all the things the actors it's like, did he, to prepare
0: here's what i did to be good at this right so true and i think that that's like an unsung moment of like you're like the duck on top of the water but you're paddling super hard like you're looking fabulous on top but mm-hmm. your little legs are I paddling think. super hard underneath and i think that that's part of her staying power in this industry and i think also like to your point about um the philanthropy just knowing that she's like dedicated all that time to those organizations that she cares about is a really big deal
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely i
0: also think this is just like a a lovely nod because i love love Uh Um, she and her husband have been married for over 40 years i have
1: four kids four kids mamie is the oldest and she's an actor Henry's the oldest oh i thought mamie was
0: yeah i got real deep guys (laughs) i know Everything there is to know about Meryl now.
1: I won't even. Don Gummer is her
0: husband. Uh, he's a sculptor. Yes, and he's been very supportive of her, but also made a name for himself in the art world. Has and they're like just you know two advocates of each other living living their lives, just loving each together. other, being Love happy. That.
1: So cute. So yeah.
0: Um, she's also tenacious, which is my favorite word.
1: Tell me what tenacious means.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> It's like dedication and commitment and resilience. Like, it's all of those things, like, wrapped up. Got it. To be, like, very into a thing. Got it. Okay. You put everything into everything. That makes sense. So she puts everything into her roles. And I think being a chameleon and, like, taking the time to morph into the characters the way that she does and the way that she does it with such ease Um, seemingly
1: such ease like from our perspective right we're like oh wow there she is just doing her thing (laughs) it's
0: amazing and I think the other thing that comes along with
1: that is that she's always striving to
0: improve and she really doesn't rest on her laurels Mm -hmm. Um, even after she's reached peak success like you know could have been after her you know first Oscar nomination she's like I've done it um, but she just continues to go after it and mm-hmm. challenge herself. But also, like taking the time that she needs, she's like every time that she's had a child, she's taken time off. Like mm-hmm. her job allows her to be flexible, and she chooses chooses that flexibility within the work that she does. But when she's working, she goes all in.
1: She said, and you know, it's so interesting that you say that because when you talk about how like she could have just stopped after a certain point, like she reached her peak. But I appreciate and and not to not to equate these things because they are the same, but to equate them in the way that I think about them is that like I was really excited to get to 100 episodes, right? Like mm-hmm. you get really excited to reach a goal, but when you love the thing that you do, that the it's not even like the goalpost moves. It's it's more like I know that I love this thing and I just want to keep getting better at it. Yeah, and I am not focused on the numbers. I am not focused on you know, the the accolades or the anything. I just know that I love this thing and I want to continue to grow within it and with it. And it seems like that's how she's taken on her acting career is that it doesn't matter how many accolades she gets. It doesn't matter the number of whatever she receives. It is about the work and she wants to continue the work because she loves it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's huge. That's really inspiring because I think sometimes we get really hung up on goals and numbers Without remembering why we have the goal in the first place or why we started the thing in the first place, so it's awesome. Yeah, I think also to
0: to think about Meryl as the like epitome of figuring out and finding your flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she's managed to stay relevant when a lot of women struggle to do that, particularly in the the film and media industry. Um, She has performed in a wide range of roles and also moves so seamlessly between them where you are like, you're this. And then you're this. Mm -hmm. How? And so going from super serious performances to the lighthearted comedies that we mentioned before, I think that of anything, she's just like this timeless fabulous person that we should like all aspire to figure out how to like just live in this world where we can make ourselves we can choose to make ourselves relevant in the work that we do and I think that that is uh an exciting thing that she she definitely does really well and I think that she's like the she's like the statue that we're all just like looking at and admiring and and wishing we could be
1: absolutely and I I think it's like taking a step back from and like you said with the duck and the the legs going a mile a minute but all calm on top it's like what is happening behind the scenes to not just have gotten to the level that she's gotten Mm -hmm. to but to be able to sink into her work the way that she has and like you talk about the violin lessons and the accents and and whatever it takes and I know this is kind of par for the course for um, actors, but I think we can all definitely, specifically from her example, say, what are we doing for the accolades, and what are we doing because we love it? Yeah. And how do we separate those things or how do we marry those things if we want them to be the same and it, it, there's nothing wrong with wanting recognition for your work absolutely sometimes it, it can be a motivator but at the same time if we're doing it just for the recognition then maybe we need to reevaluate the how of what we're doing but I just appreciate looking at that statue of her and saying like wow this is all the work that she's done to get here all the work that we didn't see all Mm -hmm. the things that happened behind the scenes other relationships that formed through the work that she did um and how we can really take that and and look at that as her focus and as um what has kind of helped propel her forward and how we can kind of chew on that a little bit and see what are we doing behind the scenes that leads to our own success whatever or however we define success um I think that's something I don't do nearly as much as I would like to. I'm really externally motivated, and I I like numbers because they're something I can see tick up. Um, instead of taking like an intentional step back and be like, why do I love the things that I love, and how am I feeling when I do them, and and it seems like she has, at least from our perspective, really figured out what that balance looks like, and I and I appreciate that, and I I'd like to be able to do more of that. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Meryl.
1: Let's just go watch Devil Wears Prada again and again and again and again. (laughs) I think that's
0: a great idea. I also am actively going to watch. I want to see, like, starting point, like, her three Oscar-winning movies and then move to some other, like, particularly any of the
1: ones that I haven't seen in a while. She's in Little Women, too. Yeah. Which I've heard I have not seen, and I've just heard from, like, critics' stuff that it was very good. I was not sure... How that was going to shake out, but I heard it was very well. Good. It's a classic, right? But there's not been a movie made in the past. Am I making that up? I don't know. I don't
0: know. I had the book and I read probably forty percent of
1: it. <laughs> That's okay. Some of us are movie people. not yeah. you're not alone. So
0: this is I'm I'm prime prime candidate. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So we're gonna be rooting for Merrill this weekend. Golden Globes, 2020. Got him we're ready for it but uh we'd love to hear what what you're inspired by and uh keep this conversation going absolutely hit us up at queen underscore speaking on instagram and we will chat soon shall we break let's break